What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to episode 15 of the Empty Arena Podcast. I'm Nick, alongside John, Andrew, and live via satellite tonight is Chris. We will be going through our usual Raw and SmackDown Live recap, along with some discussion about a controversial tweet put out by Xavier Woods earlier this week. In addition to that, we have some fan questions and another segment of 3-Minute Booking. Woo! That was an incredible intro, Nick. Damn. Damn. We are getting better every week with the intro. I've been practicing in the shower, yeah. That's that's not weird. Um, What did did we think of of Raw this week? Who was... uh, Who sat... I I watched Raw in its entirety. It took me a a few days to get through it, but I I was watching it. Yeah, it was a little bit more tolerable, but it wasn't... I don't know if that's saying much, but I mean... When you're at the bottom, I guess there's only one way up, right? Oh boy. Ooh. Well, last week was a weird was a weird week. Yeah. Chris, what what, what were your thoughts on last week's RAW? If you had uh, if you caught it. <clears throat> I did catch it. Um, the big thing that sticks with me is this now. I guess heel Ziggler is no longer a heel. They yeah, that's this kind of. Um, yeah. McIntyre just kind of tossed him aside like a like a lost teddy bear, and um, I, it it seems as though they're gonna go with do, a face turn for him. Do you think we're ready for that? Do you think we're ready for Ziggler and McIntyre to split up? Yes, I I think so. I don't know, Chris. What do you what do you think, Nick? I mean, it, it's it was inevitable inevitable that this was going to happen. It just was a question of how long they were going to try to uh, push it for. Um, I would have liked to have seen it maybe stretch a little bit into the Royal Rumble, but I, I mean, that's just my initial preference. But honestly, it was bound to happen. But you know, it's kind of a shame because here we go again. It's one of those things with Dolph Ziggler where now it's like you wonder, you know, back into no man's land he goes. Like, where does he go from here? Yeah. yeah. That was that was my question. I maybe I could put the the question out to you guys. Who was using who to get over in that relationship? It uh, came off, I think, as the way they played it off was McIntyre was using Ziggler. That's how they scripted it. Right, and he came. So when they came back together, well, because I know Ziggler was on SmackDown, and then he came to Raw. Like he was, he was right. In the superstar shakeup, he went to Raw, and then McIntyre after NXT went to Raw after like his injury. So originally they had like that Shawn Michaels Diesel relationship, and I thought mm-hmm. that would have been cool to stick. You know, they could have gone their own ways, done their own things, and like come back every once in a while. But I was I was glad to see it over. I think McIntyre now needs to kind of be on his own in order to like realize his full potential and. Ziggler, un- unfortunately, he's probably going to go into the background for a little bit. But I-, I feel like that. I feel like that's his contract now. Yeah, I feel like he understands what his role is. And yeah, I I feel like they give him, they throw him a bone really, and get and pair him with a main event talent just to give him some spotlight in the main and it, to really showcase his skills. I mean, you see all these matches he puts up against Seth Rollins. They're very well done matches mm-hmm. so he does deserve some time in the spotlight and i think that they owe that to him every once in a while just to get him elevated just a little bit 
I, I have to say, I liked McIntyre. Like, this episode of Raw, I thought was pretty good. The, the, the first hour left something to be desired. I mean, it was so... The, the Alexa Bliss town hall thing with, with Sasha and Bailey is just so contrived. Yeah, and so... it's annoying so, and catty. I, I would also like to uh, <laughs> uh, say something. Uh, do we think those people were, uh, were plants? Oh yeah, I, they had to be. I, right? I, I would so. think so. There's I, I no way cause... that somebody could be as put together, and they would have been drunk. Well, I, you know? yeah. well no, I, I don't know about that because if you look at the physiques of, of one or two of those people that were actually asking questions, they didn't seem to be wrestlers. Like they, they just seemed like normal, everyday, average people. So I, I don't know if they were actors or, or if yeah, they were... I feel like they could get like some local. Talent actors or some, acting yeah. students or like interns. I mean, it doesn't have to be an actor per se. I mean, someone that works for the company that you just like, hey, I need you to wear a polo shirt and go sit in the crowd and ask this question. <laughs> it was it was like that one. Remember that one segment from years ago when like our truth was feuding with John Cena for some reason, and there was this guy in the <laughs> in like the stands and he, like our truth poured water over his head. And the guy was like super convincing. It was that was a. I, I do not remember that. that. Was a class. No, I don't remember that at all. See, that's how. That's that, how awful it was. Probably. That, that uh, I was gonna say that that's how good it was. You guys forgot he just kind of blended into the background. <laughs> I think I think the people were plants. I don't know. Oh yeah, they would have had to. There's no way that people just out of the crowd could ask such poignant I, and appropriate uh, questions. And just some of the answers. Um, there was also yeah. there was also another segment I, I wanted to point out this week on Raw. Um, last week on Raw, uh, uh, Dean, Am- Dean Ambrose got vaccinated because of uh, the diseases from each uh, yeah. town. Uh, this week, he actually received a col- <laughs> a colonoscopy. Oh man, that was that was the best part of Raw. <laughs> no, that, that was like that was a kayfabe news article. It I was, loved. It was, yeah, I love that. I love that <laughs> uh, but imagine if I they... said, wait. How... How much did I? How much did I fast forward when I was DVR? <laughs> I'm waiting for them to to do like one of those like two box formats where like you see uh, you know the, the raw going while there's a commercial to the right, and yeah. the commercial could be for like preparation H, and like show <laughs> Ambrose is off to the side getting it applied. Yep. But but, but the picture that Kayfabe news uh, uses of Dean Ambrose is hilarious. It's him bending over, making a grimace face, and a doctor in the background, like, snapping uh, uh, plastic like, uh, latex gloves over his hands. It's pretty funny, actually. I think, <laughs> I, I think it's safe to, let's, maybe we shouldn't talk about the first hour of Raw, because I really don't remember all that much of it. Um, it happened. No, it, it happened. That, that weird town hall segment right. happened, and then you had the Nia Jax and Rousey thing that most of that action came later in the evening, but yeah, that was like the bookend for the show, basically. Yeah, you know, why don't we talk about since we were just joking about Ambrose? Why don't we just touch on how, uh, you know, you had this this week. You had uh, Ambrose come out with uh, a SWAT team mask. with gas masks, and uh, he comes uh, out looking like Bane with his brown oh, leather yeah, jacket. Too, oh my god! And, I thought it was and, uh, weird that he came out with like the. The update entrance music per se with like sirens and I was like, who the hell is this? 
And then all of a sudden you see Ambrose come out looking like, like he was like in full Bane. Out. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. wearing the Bane outfit. Yeah. And somebody made a meme already of him, like it was like from the game Fallout 76, like because like, he looks like a character, I guess. Somebody did one from Metal Gear Solid that he was looked like Psycho Mantis. There was like a reference there. That Ooh, I appreciated. You can appreciate it. Good Metal Gear Solid reference. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, so here was another segment where, you know, he's just, you know, riding on the crowd and, you know, he comes out and then, you know, Rollins, you know, they tussle and then he DDTs Rollins on the floor. And, uh, you know, it's just like, I feel like they're, tr- I think, I feel like they're trying a little too hard with this. They're trying to, like, make it too, I think they're like, forcing it. Yeah, they're forcing yeah. it way too much. They should just have, let this just be something where, you know, these two guys are just fighting with each other and just leave it at that. And one other point that too I wanted more. to make with the segment, though, I don't know if you guys noticed, but um, after the segment was over, um, they questioned Renee Young. Yeah. Yeah, they've been, yeah. they've been trying to... Yeah, every week they mention it. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh well, you know, you're married to him, so we should know about <laughs> what's going on with his mental illness per se." I, they're yeah. go ahead, Andrew. I want you to speak. Oh first, no, right? I was gonna say I, I like that that they're doing some, and I I feel like I'm speaking for Danny right now, but I like that they're going outside of the ring and, and going not, backstage in the backstage. They're going segment. backstage. I love a backstage, backstage backstage stuff. Uh, the but, segments backstage are the best. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Fuji, choppy, choppy, pee pee. That may have been the best segment ever. That was actually nominated for four en- Emmys. I don't know if you guys watched the Emmys that year. Were they the daytime Emmys or were they the? Uh, uh, no, no, they were the primetime. Okay. Because uh, I, I don't think they could go up against General Hospital or Days of Our Lives. They like what Ambrose did like two weeks ago with like burning the shield gear. I thought that was cool. They should have done right. more of that. Maybe like they don't touch each. <laughs> I hate saying this. They don't touch each other until they get to TLC. Andrew, you cannot say that in this in the Me Too movement era. And you can't do that. Let's let's just <laughs> yeah. And why isn't this match a ladder match? Why like this match should be a, a like this IC title match at TLC should be a ladder match for the IC belt. How sick would that be? I think it should be a TLC match because that was their first match, right? The Shield. It was one of their first matches. Yeah. yeah. That Wait, it's not, a, it's not a... Um, no, it's a, like a, a one-on-one match? single match. It's a yeah. one-on-one match? Yeah. should have some kind of a stipulation. That's that's weak. Weak sauce. Roman Reigns should be a special ref. That'd be a nice Ew. touch. Yeah. That would... I, I think it'd be a nice touch. He, uh, yeah, but I, I guess they want to keep him away. Yeah, they, they want him to kind of have his I mean, time though, to recoup... So this is just a that regular. That would be cool, but he wouldn't be able to get like physically involved. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely not. There's no way. Like so, I. This is just a regular match they're having. There's no stipulation. Just for it's for the Intercontinental Championship. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling uh, Rollins is going to drop it though. Something tells me that yeah. Rollins will drop it. He has to. They got to. They got to yeah. push him into the main event picture, considering Roman is out and they don't know what Braun is going to be like going forward. So they got to move Rollins up. So if he's got to drop the IC belt. So be it. And I think an individual that should have the IC belt is Elias. Yep. Yes. Yes. And they should immediately start. A his. I have to say, after after weeks, uh, months, actually. I now love Bobby Lashley as a heel, and I love Elias as a face, and I think th- I think they have a good good little feud going. I, I I'm actually entertained by it. I, I like Elias mm-hmm. as a face. I don't like Bobby Lashley still. I I, I 
I, I don't get it with him. He needs the mouthpiece, regardless of whether he's yes. a heel or a face. That's his problem. Honestly, I don't know if Leo Rush is that mouthpiece. What do you mean, John? <laughs> My man. I mean, I mean, lately, uh, the last... Oh, let's, let's, since since last year he came back and, and introduced Leo Rush as his mouthpiece, per se. I, I said per se twice today on the podcast, so i got to change uh, synonyms up. Um, <laughs> we're we're going we're to start calling you per se. <laughs> per se? Um, so... Um, I lost my train of thought. Uh, so when Leo Rush came back, came back when he came uh, out as his manager, um, I don't, I don't think he's been doing the same thing weekend and week out. It's, it's I know. So and what's what's weird too is I don't, I don't know. Like I, he's a he's an active competitor on Two Hundred Five yeah, Live, right? Mm-hmm. Which and Drake Maverick is an is like a. He's the, the GM, the GM of. of that is so line. bizarre. That so wait, they use those wait, if you put those like two that. together, they they their weight is actually two hundred five. They make one person yeah. actually. Yeah, and it's you like got the, Lucha House Party, yeah. so you got five people. Wow. From another another live. waffle. Oh, le- okay. Oh, well, God. Before we get wait. into them, I I, I, I let's. We don't I even just, have to talk about. I just want to finish out my thought with Elias. I thought I I love his guitar stuff. Something tells I think he's going over. Although I think Lashley needs some type of win. But I think a lot. I think next week you're going to see Lashley get his, you know, or get see Elias will get his comeuppance. Yeah, I and, hope so. Um, and then at the at I think at the pay per view, uh, Elias will go over. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. He's so, he's so over, and he should be. He needs to be IC champion next. And I think yeah. him and Ambrose in a feud would be pretty, be pretty sick. I actually, I actually wrote. I, I keep like a, a pad of paper next to me when I watch Raw, just in case something really stands out. But when Elias was on, I, I, I just like wrote crowd energy. Like he had the entire crowd mouthing everything, <laughs> you know, chanting everything that he was saying. It's, oh, it's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's like walk with Elias was deafening. It, it really was. He has, he has everybody in the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. He does. He's got. Yeah. Charisma. I think he has I think he has more crowd reaction as a face than he ever did as a heel, no matter how crude or if he went after the city, he's got more crowd reaction as a face. That's the thing, you know, even when he was a heel, there was a time where towards the end of, of his heel run, he he was still getting cheered. I mean, he was, you know, ragging on, on, on the home city wherever they were and people were still cheering for him. And that's, you know, usually in most cases back in the old days that was you know a case where you, mm-hmm. you anyone in creative or vince whoever was in, is in charge has their finger on the pulse to say well you know this guy's getting a good reaction well, let's see what we can do with this you know and just you know let it take its course and you know in this case i'm guessing maybe that's what they did you know maybe they just said you know what, let's pull the trigger on him and turn him face mm. you know you know what did take its course though the tag team of heat slater and rhino <laughs> I did love. Yeah. I did like that match. That that was a. I thought it was a good match. It was, and it was a great heel move by Corbin to put them against each other I, for the jobs. Yeah. I gotta say, I I do like Corbin as this like evil GM. Yeah, because he's affecting multiple storylines, not just you know one or two. Yeah, three. he's everywhere. They're yeah. using him a lot, and I I, and as, I like as that. Danny would say in the backstage area. <laughs> in the backstage, <laughs> they do backstage. a lot of backstage statements where Baron tells them what they gotta do. 
I think I think one day we're gonna watch Raw and we're gonna see Danny in the back. He's where he's Danny's gonna be backstage. Yeah, I'm living oh, my dreams. Is it's my now dream. I'm the GM, <laughs> Do something about oh, it. We miss you, buddy. Um, I and I like that Slater is now you know uh, a referee. I want. I have to yeah, see I how that's gonna that's play out next week. At least they're giving him something. And yeah. I, I, apparently, Rhino is officially retired. I think after, yeah. yeah. I figured that. I, I, think, I, didn't, I didn't see any news about that. But I, 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 read a blur, I read a blurb. Somebody wrote that um, during the commercial break um, after that match, Rhino actually announced to the crowd that he was retiring. Kind of a shame yeah. that you know they couldn't put it on TV. I mean, you know what it is? Because most people these days don't, know who he he is. don't really know who yeah. he is. And uh, you know, if it was maybe five, ten years ago, maybe he wouldn't have gotten some time on TV. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yeah, that is what it is. He probably has a role at like the performance center. Oh or god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they're definitely going to be holding on to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We even as a booking agent or something. Yeah. 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 Um, I think other than that, there's really nothing else that would happen on Raw. Yeah, a couple wait, of. Wait, so uh, wait, can I can I ask a question? Is is Heath Slater really going to be a referee? I I think they. I guess we'll see. I, I think it's be a I think it's be a K. I don't know. That would be like that. I feel like that would be odd. Like he wouldn't be able to be as animated. Although I mean, the fans still like him. Like they still. I got kids. Is he gonna wear his T-shirt underneath something? The well, stripes? Nick, I think I feel like something's on the tip of Nick's tongue. Yes. Yeah. You know, it seems like what's interesting right now is that you have this match between Corbin and Strowman at TLC, or at least they're saying it's still scheduled. And so they're wait. saying you know that you know. I think I'm gonna be with this. So. Between now and then, when is TLC? Is it this Sunday or the following? Uh, the following Sunday, it's the following. next Sunday. Okay, so yeah, so we've got one week. So let's you know hypothetically say that maybe Heat Slater spends one episode of Raw being a referee, and what if you know Strowman actually makes it to TLC? What if he beats Corbin in the match? So then that referee thing for Slater, I don't know if that sticks or not. Maybe I don't know how long it's going to last. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but. Because they wouldn't have started it unless they had some kind of plan for it to play out a little bit. I, th- I think I know what the plan might be. Monday rolls around. This is going to be a uh, one-minute booking. Um, <laughs> Monday rolls around. Uh, uh, Corbin tells Slater, if you want to keep your job, you, you have to be the referee at TLC for the Strowman match. Uh, uh, and Slater pulls for Strowman. Yes, I think something's going to happen. Or fast counts or something. Or fast counts, right, yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll see. He's we'll see. very he, interesting. Yeah, he'll probably give him a spot on Monday night. That was 30-second book. That's 30-second uh, <laughs> Maybe it's like a spot where like um, Slater has to make like a tough decision and he decides to go like on Corbin's side and maybe at TLC he like redeems himself by like fast counting <laughs> Corbin out of like the ring or something. Also, if I remember correctly, another former GM also started off as a ref, Brad Maddox, <laughs> and oh, Teddy Long, and Teddy Long. And so, Teddy Long. Yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe Corbin will get fired and Slater becomes the next GM. <laughs> he Slater the next GM. <laughs> I got uh, kids. I got kids. Uh, I got kids. The, I got the one thing I, I I will say that I really liked about Raw was the theme the, song. That's the about feud. it. I like the. <laughs> The feud between Corbin and uh, Valor. So this is so this is strange. So you have you have this feud between Corbin and Balor and Corbin and Strowman. Strowman's fighting Corbin at TLC. 
Balor's fighting McIntyre. I feel like McIntyre and Balor don't necessarily have beef with each other. Yeah. But it's it. I liked that Balor was kind of there, like connecting each of the segments, and helping like the faces get over. Like he was helping. He helped out Elias with Leo Rush. He helped right. out, you know, Ziggler. What I think that was more. That was more so uh, a slight to Drew than it was like a favor to Ziggler. Uh, and I guess Ziggler will, will probably just go away for a little while. Um, but no, I I like that the. This episode of Raw was about something, and I think that's what Raw's been missing. Like, it, there needs to be a storyline with each of these episodes. Like, if you watch an episode of a TV show, like if you watch Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, there's a story in that episode. So you can always go back and say, oh, remember that episode where, you know, Rick killed those zombies in that warehouse? Like, that was a really good episode. When. Like this was an episode seems really about, generic. Uh, that was bad. Well, you know, whatever. Fine, fine. Uh, I don't know any Game of Thrones references, so you got me beat there. When uh, about a winter dwarf. When Jon Snow <laughs> fought the when he fought the frost giants at Mount Everest, <laughs> and Harry Potter was there. <laughs> Double door. That was a great episode. No, but. Uh, no, I like that they kept consistency with Balor, and it I think furthered Balor as like a face of Raw with Strowman out and Roman Reigns out. And I loved yeah. McIntyre like on a tear, going nuts. I I was not completely engaged in the Ronda storyline that like essentially closed out Raw. I feel like the Ronda storyline is stale already. I, I like that she's an active wrestler. Yeah, I, 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 I like that. that a lot. I like that she's there with the girls and like they're working all together. And it's not like she she's not getting special treatment like Lesnar, although she is, but she's there every week and at house shows. The problem with I think Ronda right now is that she's in a position where she is definitely a, a highly skilled athlete. She you know for someone just starting out. She, you know, her first match, everyone, you know, their eyebrows went up and said, wow, you know, she, she did pretty good. And, you know, she's gotten better and better. And she showed that, you know, over time she could be, you know, a, a force, you know, as far as someone that, you know, works in the ring. But I think that in terms of her character and in terms of, you know, the promos that she's cutting, I feel like she's still stuck in this, this spot where she's having to portray herself as... You know, this woman that is, you know, I'm coming here to WWE and I'm, you know, grateful for these opportunities and all this stuff. You know, it's gotten to the point where it's like, all right, now you're here. And now it's time to go after people and really, you know, in your promos, you know, make it personal with people. Start, you know, going for the jugular, if you will, you know, because she hasn't really done that yet. I mean, you know, she's got the scowl, you know, she could talk. But I think in terms of her character, that's the problem I think that she has right now. They got to let her, you know be herself, which I don't think they are right now. No, they're not. They they let her kind of go after Nikki Bella. Yeah. That John Cena thing, but then they just kind of moved away for it from it. They they should have they should have hit the gas in that point because it showed that that she could cut off, you know, cut a decent a, a, better than average promo. Yeah, she's capable. Yeah. But you know, it's just I guess, you know, it, it's hard because you have, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, one half of the feud, one half of the rivalry has certain qualities in terms of persona mm -hmm. and mic skills and promos. 
you know, you think of the greats, you think between Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, you know, guys that were, you know, money on the mic that no matter who they were working with, you know, they always, it was always something to watch, you know, but, you know, with Nia, it's, you know, she never really struck me as someone that, you know, was a great promo, honestly, I mean, she is a presence, but, you know, her and Ronda together, it's hard to, you know, I think, develop a captivating storyline. Where on SmackDown, you have Charlotte and Becky, you know, it's, it's like night and day. So, mm-hmm. and we'll get to SmackDown eventually when we get to there, but I just wanted to use that comparison. Should we, uh, let's move into SmackDown. All right. Jump over to Smack, layeth the smacketh down. Fickle! Fickle! Yeah, what is that? <laughs> That's uh, Daniel Bryan's, uh... Daniel Bryan. That was so annoying. Fickle! Fickle! <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was gonna say pickle at one point. I think he has a partnership with uh with a with a Vlasic now. Vlasic. <laughs> pickle <laughs> I, I kept hearing I kept seeing like Ace Ventura saying like Finkel and Einhorn, Pickle and Einhorn. <laughs> pickle is Einhorn. Einhorn is Pickle. So this was this was uh, a, a you know what I have to say, SmackDown is a, a consistent show. They have a they have a good cast. They have a great cast. It's, it's engaging. It's it's always it's always solid. Um, so let's uh, I guess let's let's talk about let, let's talk about the ladies. Let's talk about the ladies. So one of our one of our fan questions that we that we received uh, from our from our good buddy Joe V, which we still owe a beer to. By no, the way. no, no, you owe a beer. Joe V. I owe him a beer. Yes, <laughs> Joe. Next time I see you. We're we're gonna go. I don't out. I don't owe him a beer, but I'll give him a beer. I'll buy you a beer, Joe V. Um, well, we don't we don't know his last name, so eh. we're out in Staten Island, right? Um, <laughs> so what, one of his questions to us was, "What should main event uh, TLC? Either AJ and Brian, or Charlotte, Oscar, and Becky?" And I think I think we could all agree that the triple threat match should, but. I'm looking at John right now. You guys can't tell me the podcast world, but I, I don't think it matters what, what what the main event is, as long as the matches are great, they could both be considered main events. That's true. But which which do you think should close out the show? I mean, or does it matter? The, the triple threat matches, the storyline with that is fantastic right now. So I, I I think that provides more closure or more progression in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, the Styles and Brian. Feud is kind of. We've had the match already, so yeah, I really shouldn't close it, the show. Yeah, they had it once or twice. I think it was right. They they no, fought. They, they, they fought, fought twice. Once, they right? fought the title. Yeah, but then the second time they fought. They right. Um, it, it's it's been done before. We know what their their work ethic is, so we we know they could hold a match. We know they could wrestle, obviously. Um, but I, I I feel like there's more to it with the the triple threat with uh. Uh, Blinch, Charlotte, and uh, uh, the, uh, Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, hands down, that has to close the show. That is the hottest storyline that is going on on either Raw, SmackDown, I 205 agree, Live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Has to happen. That's what everybody wants to see. Did you say 205 Live? <laughs> yeah, this elite, my man, my man, Leo my. Rush, is out there <laughs> slaying the competition. You know, I was actually I, wa- I was I was following his uh, Instagram. Don't don't ask me why. It shows you 
how much work I get done during the day. I was following him, and he was like talking about like uh, he got beat by Cedric Alexander, and he's like the man of the hour. Let Cedric Alexander win. I was like, is this a storyline happening right now? I thought you were with Lashley. What is? What is? What are you doing? Sorry, I I, I went way off. Uh, but no, I, I I agree. I think the triple threat has the most uh, attention right now. I think that's what should close out TLC. My my only qualm with that is if the triple threat match sucks, which it probably won't. No, but, it definitely but, won't. But if it does suck, people are gonna be pissed off that was the main event. Now, do we know if it's a TLC match? I believe it, it is. Yeah, I believe it is a TLC match, yes. which means that the belt is. Uh, it's also the first. It's the first ever women's TLC match too. Oh God right. bless! Yeah, it has. That has to be so, last. That has to be last. Are those are those the the uh, the rules? The the la- the um the title is hanging from the ceiling. You have to grab it from with the ladder in a TLC match. Uh yeah, usually with a TLC match, those are the rules. Usually it is. I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, if, if there's a title I, involved, I, I don't yeah. believe this would be any different than the the, the gentleman's okay. TLC match. Okay. All right. So that yeah, I think that answers the question. I think it also covers our uh, you know covers the the opening segment. Well, the opening segment we had Charlotte and Oscar against Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. However, that was a that was a good question, Jovi. Yes, good question, Jovi. Thank you. Um, do we want to save the other question for us? Fan- okay, all right, we, we should save the other one. Right, we'll save the other one later, later in the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think of? Uh, I, I think. And I I know you got you, everyone knows how I feel about Mandy Rose, but I, I got to say I, I liked Sonya Deville picking up the victory there. I think that was really good for her. Yeah, Sonya Deville is like super. She over needed good. a win. Yeah, she's ready for a close she's up. Getting over. <laughs> John. Oh, oh, Chris. I know. Oh my God! I just made that connection. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or CC Deville. Are, <laughs> that's Nick's favorite guitar player, as a matter of fact. I worship that guy. Uh, and Joe Satriani. <laughs> what What do we think about Ms. TV? Let's just get into that. Ms. TV with AJ, Brian, and The Miz, of course. I mean, of course, anything with The Miz is the uh, best part of the show. I mean, <laughs> I, no I, bias I at all there, Chris. No bias I'm at a all. mister. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy the angle where The Miz is trying to get Daniel Bryan to say that he was right all along. I think that's uh, an interesting, because for a long time, that they were foils. He was, mm-hmm. Miz, Miz was the heel, and Daniel Bryan was the do-gooder underdog. And I think that's a great way to keep Miz in the fold here. Um, I'm going to say this is, a, this is a crazy prediction, but I want to say, and I've been wrong with a lot of predictions before, but I think it's going yeah. to be the Miz that takes the belt from Daniel Bryan. Ooh, Eventually. I like that. Eventually. Would it be I a think, face Miz? I a think so. Because, I mean, Daniel Bryan is currently at the apex of his heel turn. Right. Yeah. And they have done face turns with the Miz before, and it worked for a bit. If oh, you he's, remember. He's a father now, so he has to be good for his... Uh, for his daughter, 
I think he can play the same character, but instead of putting the the insults and getting the heel heat on the crowd, you can get the crowd on his in his favor if he starts to make fun of whoever he's feuding with. He did that before. Right. And I think that that might be really, really he interesting. Was, he was an interesting face when he was. He was. I did like him for a time. I prefer him as a heel because I think he's a better all around you know, worker. But I did enjoy him as a face for a bit. Yeah. I, I also do so, like Daniel Bryan's uh, heel comments he made. Oh, God. But I don't understand why they're giving him a gimmick. They're giving him a gimmick of being like this hipster, you know, vegan, t- telling people are <laughs> wasteful. I think that he's good enough that he doesn't need a gimmick. No, he doesn't. It bo- but it, it but it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good way to show he could be a potential good heel. Has some real yeah, show, I know? mean, I, I'd like to see him try and get there organically first. Before <laughs> I see what you did there. Pun again. intended. Pun see intended. that? Hey, now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, Chris, how's your I man bun know. doing? Is your man bun okay? And skinny jeans? I just, I, I hope that they keep the Miz, like, protected. He's the he's a uh, one character that he could lose, and I actually like to see him lose every once in a while. You know, when he uh-huh. gets his, like, um, like when he was feuding with the Shield and, like, the Shield all gave him, you know, their their finishers. I was like, yeah, he did deserve that because he's a total <laughs> dick. Um, but now it's like, you know, he's on SmackDown. You know, the spotlight is on him whenever he's on, you know, uh, like, whenever he's in the ring. They just need to be careful and not to, you know, he shouldn't be eating too many losses and taking too many pins. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, eventually, like, I could see it's tough to say. I don't know if I could see it as a potential WrestleMania caliber match between he and Brian. I don't know. I, I it, It's going to depend on where they take this, where they take this, if they keep their foot on the pedal with this, because that could be an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, definitely. So. Mm. I mean, outside of that, there wasn't a ton left on SmackDown. I know we have uh, Orton and Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe now getting into a thing with Jeff Hardy. <laughs> uh, I, I still I still cannot forget what happened to him at Survivor Series, getting knocked oh, out with a more kick. That was yeah, so that's... rough. And, and if you guys remember, I actually said in, in the show before Survivor Series where... <laughs> I thought that SmackDown was going to win and that I, I thought that they should give, uh, they should let Samoa Joe be the hero of that match. And I can't <laughs> believe how wrong. I, they, I, yeah. I can't believe how wrong, how wrong we all were. Yeah. That, oh, oh my that God. is crazy. We, we how you off. could lose this many times to AJ Styles. How you could be the butt of every joke. How you could lose every feud and you still have enough to talk shit to Matt Hardy, uh, to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Eventually, it's it's gonna get to the point where he's gonna keep going lower and lower in the card, and he's gonna start talking shit to like T.J. Perkins. <laughs> T.J. Perkins. That's what it's looking and, like and right that now. Lucha house party. <laughs> oh. he'll, he'll be the new bathroom break. <laughs> By the way, I'm sorry if we have to jump back to Raw for a second, but Lucha house party, I cannot stand. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I, 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 I don't. I, 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 I
Dawson, Bo, Buck Dawson and Death Wilder, whatever. Yeah, the they're the are. ones losing to yeah, them. <laughs> but but I don't like them either. So like, I, uh, I just I'm I'm not a huge fan of them. I'm no, not. A huge I'm not. Of, uh, uh, don't get me started about Drake. Uh, don't get me started on Drake Maverick. Yeah, and Bobby Drake Rude. Maverick is an idiot. And yeah, that was weird. Chad Gable and and the AOP. I just oh god. I'm it's, gonna start. I'm gonna start calling AOP assholes of pain. Do you guys know the yeah. uh, the, the new name of the uh, WWE creative team are actually called the Authors of Pain? They, they <laughs> write yeah, they stuff that gives me heartache. Yeah, good one. <laughs> then you go to SmackDown and you, yeah, and, you SmackDown. and you know I actually you know they had the triple threat match with Jey Uso, Cesaro, and um um. That's a that's a fun. Who was know. in that match? It was Jey Uso, Cesaro, and uh, no, Xavier Woods. Woods. Good match. And you know what? I mean, yeah, you know, you've seen those three teams at this point, you know, intertwine with each other several times. But there's something about it that, like, those teams, like, I could watch those matches. I feel like SmackDown's tag team picture is because it's, it's, it's an actual tag team it's, picture. It, I feel like I could watch right. it a lot better than I could watch Raw because Raw's tag team division right now is just in the toilet for me. Maybe that's why yeah, they're trying to build the women's tag division on Raw. You know, know, SmackDown, at least, you know, they have, I mean, they're experienced, you know, number one. I mean, all all those teams have, you know, had the chemistry, you know, the Usos have been together a long time. You know, you forget how long the Usos have been around. It's almost eight, nine years. Down since day one-ish. Yeah. And, you know, you have New Day (laughs) and you have, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus together. So, you know, there's, I guess they've had enough time to where they've done it. So we'll see. You know, speaking of Xavier Woods, Nick, you bring up a, it's a good segue into our next topic. Yeah, let's spend a little time about this. So I do not have the verbatim tweet in front of me right now, but basically it was um, something that Xavier Woods said where he um, called out the criticism of some WWE fans who complain about the uh, creative... Uh, aspect of what's happening yep, and um, so um xavier woods has some choice words for people who are expressing their displeasure with the current state of affairs going on with the product so um it looks like uh, i am pulling it up right now john is trying to yeah pull john it is up. uh pulling up the the infamous tweet but basically he said something along the lines of you know fans that complain are you know uh, he may have deleted that petulant children essentially like and let's uh, you know i i guess it's just when you know when when fans critique the product and i think his issue is you know you you say that like the the show is terrible without realizing you know what you know wrestlers and superstars what they put their bodies through so it's easy for you know it's easy for us to write off something right you know meanwhile the, the the guys in the ring are the ones that are making the sacrifice which there's a, that's a fair point. I, I understand to a point. Now, I think there's, like, different levels, right? So there's, you know, if when we're watching on TV and we see, like, Authors of Pain against Bobby Roode, it's, you know, it's silly, it's dumb. Or if, you know, we, we, we see someone job, it's it, it's stupid. Um, but if we're just complaining, you know... Like if if we're going to like going to the show and shouting at these people like you suck and they're you know throwing their bodies off a ladder that's a different story I think there's like different levels of criticism um yeah that's acceptable right I mean 
I don't want to say, you know, like I, I and this is where I feel like it has to be uh, reiterated that fans, when they're going online and they're tweeting and they're posting on forums and they're complaining or uh, saying these things about, you know, how bad the product is, I think that I could probably speak for you guys as well as myself that we're wise enough to understand that it's not the performers themselves that we have an issue with because you know as the performer i can understand why they would be defensive and why they would take that criticism to heart because they are the ones that are in fact going out there and performing and having to tell the story that everybody's Mm -hmm. complaining about what really at the end of the day is the issue we all know is between the creative team and vince mcmahon that's what it boils down to that is where everything starts and stops. And we've said this plenty of times. There was a roster in 2018 now with WWE that arguably, in terms of the ability level, is better than anything we've ever probably seen in our lifetime. Maybe not so much as far as, okay, charisma and, you know, there's aspects of it maybe that weren't as good. Athleticism, yeah. yeah. Everybody could work. You know, if you had certain people let off the leash to cut a promo, I'm sure they could kill it. You know, there's a lot of capable men and women in this group, you know, in this company. It's just, I think people recognize that. And I think sometimes people get frustrated seeing that, you know what, I I know, we know that there's better that could be put on this television screen that I'm watching right now. And, and, you know, people, you know, they're going to express their opinion, you know, no matter, this is this is going to be a back and forth for as long as wrestling is a business. You know, the fans are going to complain, right. the wrestlers are going to complain about the fans complaining, and then the, the fans are going to complain about the wrestlers complaining about the fans complaining. It's, it's just going to keep going and going and going. So it's just the way it is. And I'm sure everyone says now wrestling sucks, 10 years ago it was good. I'm sure there were fans 10, 15 years ago, even in the Attitude Era in the 80s, that said, hey, you know what, I don't like this, it's not good. Yeah, there were, it's awful. Yeah, like, I mean, think about the you know people that were thirty, thirty five when the Attitude Era was just starting out. Yeah, like, and like what the hell's this shit? Like, yeah, I, like this is not technical wrestling. This is not like entertainment. This it's, is it's porn. garbage. Yeah, it's porn. It's porn. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but like even like Bruno Sorrentino, he was yeah. he was an advocate for the eighties version of wrestling, the right. the golden era. And, oh sure. And when the attitude era came around, he did. He wanted nothing to do with WWE yep. at the time, and, and he lambasted it. He hated it. He 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 had nothing wanted to do with it at all yep. until they went PG, and that's how he came back. He came right. back, yeah. And um, as I was uh, going on that rant, I did pull up uh, Xavier Woods' tweet, which was deleted. Uh, yes. But I did find oh, it on a different. Sense. I did find it on a different website. Yeah, I can't imagine they would be okay with him keeping that up there. He's right. probably taking a lot of heat. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Playing in the doghouse. But if you want to listen to it, here it is. And I quote, When people talk about the difference between the organizations, not even organizations, between like NXT and the main roster. So when they say like, quote, oh man, TakeOver killed it. SummerSlam, this is going to suck. It's on the same company. What is there to complain about? And then like, you can watch New Japan. You can watch AAA. You can watch so much wrestling from all corners of the world. And it's all awesome and it's all good. It's all different guys and girls portraying their form of art that they love. That they want to give to you. Uh, so anyone, anytime anyone complains about wrestling, it's so annoying to me because some people come off as entitled infants. 
Mm. And then he said, because in reality, wrestling hurts so bad, and when uh, and then we're hurting ourselves to entertain the masses, and sometimes the masses want to tell us how much it sucks. Mm. Uh, I think that was well over the 240 character limit. So I think yes, I was just thinking that. I, I guess when you're verified, things. you get special uh, character privileges. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, that's that's really... What he said there, I don't think is really any different from any other wrestler, current or formerly active, complaining. And I know the most recently notable, the most notable recent uh, example that I think was Goldust. He said something like two years ago, something about, mm-hmm. you know, fans complaining. And you've had other people, you know, over the years, you know, call out people who complain. I mean, look, it's just, um, yeah, what can it, you it's, do? A, it's a story being told. You know, and 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 I, I, the one thing, and I don't want to go off in like a huge rant, but I, I do not, I, I don't like when NXT and the main roster are compared, because in in my so in they're two different shows. They are two very different shows, and we forget that NXT has like someone's career has a beginning, a middle, and an end on NXT. Yeah, you know, there's no beginning middle end on the main roster the, sh- the show goes on for forever yeah you know but when you have a character like like a bobby Roode type character who is a heel and he is you know at the top of his game and finally there's a hero that will overcome him and that hero overcomes him and you get a really sick crowd at you know nxt takeover brooklyn bobby Roode loses his title i'm just using that as an example yeah you know the the villain is defeated he you know gets kicked you know in the butt he goes in his limo, goes away, and the hero, you know, has the title. That's the that's the story of, of Bobby Roode and you know, I, I think it was I forgot who was who had gone over. I think it was Shinsuke. Uh, um, or other way around. I think McIntyre was the one that dethroned. Oh, okay, I, like either way. Like, but yeah, maybe. it was it was a story where the hero defeated yes. the villain and it was McIntyre. It was over. That was it. Yeah. Like Roode didn't have to you know show his face on NXT again. Like he wasn't. Pushed down the car on NXT, like he was gone, and that was it. And he had, he started on SmackDown like like a month later. Or so, like, there's a beginning, middle, and end, and it it is the same company. Everything that goes on TV, one way or another, has to be approved by Vince McMahon. Right. Nothing is nothing that's on TV that like he is aware of everything. Like he is oh, aware yeah. of everything. But I feel like they a lot of the fans make the comparison between NXT. Uh, and the main roster simply because Triple H is the future of the WWE, you know, in terms of creative and making all of the decisions when Vince, you know, finally either retires or passes away, unfortunately. Uh, but blows a up lot the limo. of the fans <laughs> blows yeah, up the limo. Up the limo. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Jinx, you'll be a soda. Um, no, uh, I was gonna say the um, a lot of people also tend to forget that Raw and SmackDown uh, are both on cable TV, mm-hmm. which is you know the, the most it has is a seven second delay, and the obviously the FCC has to uh, you know they have to um, re- regulate yeah. that, so you can't yeah, really course, do much yeah. on it. But they also tend to forget at that point, two hundred five Live, NXT, and. Pretty much yeah. uh, every other show that is on the network is on the yeah. network, which is not filtered, and it's not. I mean, it is filtered to a point, right? But right. They, they have total yeah. creative edge over it, so they can 
do whatever the hell they want. You know, you bring up an excellent True. point. Yeah. I mean, when you're on network TV, you are answering to a higher power. And right. that is the network that you are being broadcasted on. So mm-hmm. you, someone who is in NXT, I guess, you know, the, the way that they run things, because it is more of an isolated sort of channel, if you will, it, I guess, allows them to do things a little bit differently, not having to focus on certain things a little bit more. I mean, it's, you know, the NXT formula is very simple. You know, it's always, you know, no matter what, part of the card that you're in it's always a very straightforward very simple sort of thing that runs and i think that's why people Mm -hmm. love it so much because it really is truly a departure from what you normally get when you watch raw and smackdown even to an extent so they are two different worlds and um you know it's it's, Mm -hmm. you know i think they are apples and oranges really and it's like and to that point i know last week we talked about some of like the worst nxt call-ups and you know the, the 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 call-ups and fall-ups of NXT. Yeah, fall-ups. And it's, it's like, if you're comparing, if you're a fan, you're comparing NXT and Raw versus, you know, Raw and SmackDown, you're saying NXT is better. Okay, that's fine. Like, you know, you watch that, you know, like, yeah. like you're, you're acknowledging that, you know, there's a comparison between the two. You're comparing, you know, but you're essentially comparing apples and oranges because you have someone from NXT that goes to the main roster, right? And, they get used terribly because that gimmick does not translate to that Raw and SmackDown audience, like that main roster audience, proving that they're completely separate entities and should not be compared. You could watch one over the other. You can, and I think, you know, honestly, I think I've made the decision to watch main roster over NXT. I I watch, you know, some of the the NXT pay-per-views, but on on a week in week out basis, I don't watch it as much. Um, that's that's a decision I've made, you know. Right. Um, and then when I do watch the main, you know, when I do watch pay per views, to me it seems like I'm gonna get catch a lot of heat for this. It seems like a spot fest. It seems a lot, like a spot fest. A lot of times it is. Um, I I will. Yeah. I will say that you know I mean look I I've watched a bunch of the takeover pay per views. I've I've loved all of them. At the end of the day, they've always been great. I mean they, um, really are an exhibition for these guys and girls to basically go out there and just give it their all. And I think mm-hmm. Triple H has, you know, his hand in how that runs because he himself is someone who was a wrestler for a very long time and he is someone who knows what it's like to go through the motions of being a performer from you know, being thrown to the bottom of the barrel to working your way up. You know, so his perspective and his knowledge and the things that he imparts on these young men and women, not just, you know, the rookies coming out of the performance center, but, you know, even the ones that are very experienced going around the world, because you got to remember, you could spend 10, 10 years, 15 years even, you know, going out in the indies, you know, before coming to the WWE. You know, you have that experience of being a worker, but you don't have WWE experience. And, you know, it, it's a different ball game in terms of, you get to WWE, now you really have to work on another layer of your character. You have to really develop certain aspects to your, you know, profile that, you know, you didn't really think were as important when you're going out in the indies working in front of a thousand, two thousand people. Now you're on a whole different level of exposure. Now you're having to go out into the world, literally, and, you know, carry yourself and present yourself in a way that is beyond what you're so used to. And so that takes adjustment for some of these guys. It's not always that easy. So, I mean... The cream always rises to the top, but 
you know, oh, you yeah. just have to wait and see what happens. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, John, do you have something uh, to say? Or? Okay. No, I did not. I did not yeah. have anything to say. No, but listen, I, I love NXT. I love yeah, I mean, main roster. Not and I think they, they serve different, you yeah. know, needs, I guess, and wants out of people as far as what you're looking for out of, out of a wrestling show, I guess. Different product. And I think, yeah. I, I, you know, and I think as fans, you have a right to complain. Um, you know, if you, if you don't like the product, but I think one of the most effective forms of complaining is complete, you know, uh, sorry, I'm thinking the word, oh, just like no reaction. Like that's probably the the most effective way to get your point across is by not reacting at all to that. If if they're in the back and Vince says, you know what, if they're complaining as long as they're watching, who cares? Because that's all that yeah. matters to them. That's that's all he wants is the crowd reaction. When we stop that's watching, that's when wants. you that's when you worry. Right? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Chris. But just right. on the other side of the fence, just on the other side of the fence, wrestling fans are complaining that NXT is better than the main roster. But shouldn't they be? excited of what's to come because a lot of those guys at some point are going to be on the main roster well i, I think that's where the hypocrites come in now that, that now that's exactly yeah. what the problem is right now because you know three four years ago that was like holy crap you know what look at these guys in nxt i can't wait for them to come up to the roster and then over time you start to see like bobby rue is a great example i mean even though he's you know 40 years old you know they maybe cannot do as much with him you know, let's say Finn Balor, for example. You know, everyone had high hopes for him. I mean, he got injured, you know, so maybe that wasn't a, a great example. You know, he got injured early on. But the point being is that a lot of guys, you know, argue that, you know, some of these men and women from NXT aren't being used as, as well as, as they would have liked. I think and, a good example would be Asuka. Asuka, Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so I it's mean, like it's, now it's there's over, a fear. oversaturation. Yeah, they call up too many of them. Maybe I don't know. I mean, maybe now now, now there's a fear. Now now it's gotten to a point where like in NXT, like they don't want anybody to go up because it's like they don't want to see their NXT heroes get uh, lost in in no man's land going up to Which the main I think roster. Is, but I mean, at the same time, I think that's a legitimate concern. Like yeah. I don't, I think NXT needs to let some of their talent marinate for a while. Yeah, that's a good word, marinate. Marinate. Let you know. Let these Mount guys you know, become top draws at NXT and then bring them up. Yeah. I, I love the way like Samoa Joe was brought up as like Triple H's muscle out of yeah. the middle of nowhere. Like yeah. he came out and just bashed like Rollins. Yeah. And that was it. Like that like that was his debut. I I not a huge fan of the Alright, well it's the night after WrestleMania and we Who comes uh, up today? Are obligated yeah. to have two. It's always cool to see who comes up, but it's expected and now you're watching that person, like that person is going to be scrutinized. Yeah. When you have, uh-huh. yeah, when, when, if you have someone just, you know, if like AOP just came came in during an episode of SmackDown or Raw in the middle of June, you know, when was when when nothing was happening. Like yeah, was like, like yeah. when there is like a lull, and you know, yeah, that's like an opportunity for them to get over. Not like they shouldn't have so much attention drawn to them as soon as they hit the scene because. Once they're booked improperly one, for one week, everyone loses their minds and say, yeah. oh, my God, well, they're not being book, booked right, not being booked right. You just got to do it creatively. Creatively, Like, man. when we went, I think it was... Um, Bailey it was, came it was, up. Yeah, Bailey came Bailey out as a surprise party. That was right. cool. You know, they, they, it was a nice, nice little surprise. I mean, yeah. they, you know, like, 
like when Balor, they, they announced tonight debuting is Finn Balor. And it's like, you know, that would have been nice. Like another good example, someone like him would have been a good surprise, but you know, they yeah. didn't really do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, so now they have to, I guess, maybe change the formula around a little bit in order to get people to really be enthusiastic about these call-ups. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, like even, even the surprise entrance in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's like, I like now they like do last that year was yeah, that, they had Adam yeah. Cole. Yep. And uh, uh, Cien Amas and uh, Ty Dillinger. They had two years in a row come out at number 10. <laughs> It'll be three years. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. The but, Rumble's uh, always a good thing, too. I think that uh, concludes that segment. I say we go into our actual fan mail. Uh, oh, the only other question we no, had. <laughs> you know, I think the only other question we had was... Uh, if if you know Danny's not here to defend himself, I feel terrible. But another question from our good friend Joe V: Where would Danny fit in the in the full blooded Italians uh, uh, stable? I, I think he'd be I think he'd be the Brock Lesnar of the group, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he I believe he'd be the muscle. Danny would have to be the muscle. He'd be the muscles man of that. Yeah, Danny muscles is muscles man of I think Danny is so. Like? Danny is so Italian that by default, I think he would basically disband the group because he would overpower the other guys in terms of his level of Italianness. I'm making up a word. What, what's a more Italian name than Nunzio? He Enzo. should be named that. Uh, <laughs> Enzo. Danny Pops. Danny Pops. <laughs> to- Tony Mama Luke. Like he would be have to be like, yeah, I'm Pasquale or something like that. <laughs> or my name is or, call me Ravioli or Fabrizio. Or something. <laughs> it's just Italian food. <laughs> um, should we get into our other segment, three minute booking? Yes, mm. three minute booking. Ooh. All right. So uh, for for those of you who are just joining us, uh, we have a new segment. Well, not new now. This is our third one. Fourth, third, uh, third, I third. think this is our third. Yeah, third, our third one. segment. Three minute booking. What we do is we have. Uh, uh, four people, uh, three people choose uh, two wrestlers from the current roster, uh, as well as one of the big four pay-per-views, and they present that to the uh, to the fourth person without actually having any prior knowledge of what the wrestler is or the pay-per-view is, and they have to come up with a, uh, a, a tangible storyline leading up to that pay-per-view, um, and they have to do it in under or around three minutes. And that'll mm-hmm. be timed uh, via cell phone app. Via <laughs> a cell phone app. So. And today's contestant is Andrew. Come on down. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So this week, <laughs> I, so this week I get to pick a random superstar. Since last week I did the pay per views. So yeah. So guess, uh, uh, who who wants to pick the show? Chris, you want to pick the show? Sure. Which big four pay per view this will be placed? All right, and then <laughs> and I'll pick the other superstar. Okay. All right, so. Um, all right, you guys. Uh, guys, think about it for thirty seconds, or fifteen seconds. I'll I'll talk about um, uh, what should I talk about? So, what'd you do this weekend? So, I had a great weekend. Um, uh, went on a date. Uh, oh yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I saw Seth Meyers live yesterday. That was kind of cool. Did you fall asleep? Ooh. Was he just as annoying in person as he is on TV? <laughs> He's actually very good live. I like him live. I don't. I don't like him live or televised. Ooh, John, yeah. shots fired. He's actually he said, "Oh, your, is your friend John here?" <laughs> said, Seth Meyers likes John. I don't know if John likes Seth Meyers. He said, "Oh, we, we're missing your friend John." 
Actually. Have you guys figured out your uh, competitors? I'm and, ready. Okay. Nick, you ready? I'm ready. John, you ready? I'm ready. All right, guys. Give it to me. Aye, vey. That's what she said. Yeah, you walked right into that. <laughs> All right. So, Chris. All right, shall I? Shall yeah, I what's, what, what's, what, what's the event? What's the event? We are on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. I was looking forward to this. All right. Nick, who's your guy? My guy is the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. Awesome. Shinsuke Nakamura. All right, WrestleMania Shinsuke. I'm I'm liking this so far. It seems gonna be it's gonna be pretty easy. All right, John. Is it it gonna be pretty easy? Well, you have to have someone in mind already. You can't be picking someone now. Drake Maverick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually gonna go with Kane. Kane. Ooh, all right. Kane Shinsuke. Kane Shinsuke. Jesus Christ. All right, give me give me thirty <laughs> seconds and, and then do the real countdown. All right, I gotta I gotta think of a little. Okay. Do 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 do. Hey hey hey! We can't use that. That's a uh, that's not that's not. Copyright. No, is that copyright? I was thinking I'm a little I'm a little teapot. <laughs> I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle. Here is my spout. Twinkle, 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 little star. Same exact. H I J K L M N O P. Ah, ah, that's great. So, uh, oh my um, God, I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but I'll, <laughs> screw it. Let's just let's. Uh, All right, we're ready. Can we get a All clock? Right. I'll, get a, uh, I'll get a. I'll get a clock. I have to be very, uh, very precise when I say clock. All right, so Andrew, you can see the uh, the stopwatch. I see it. Okay. We're gonna do three minutes. Yep. On the count of uh, three. All right. One, two, three. Okay. So we have Shinsuke and we have Kane. They're gonna fight at WrestleMania. It's going to be for a mid card belt. They're going to fight for the U.S. belt. It's gonna. We're gonna stick to SmackDown. We're gonna start the story at the Royal Rumble. So. Shinsuke will be in the Rumble match. Your uh, Kane will then appear. Um, geez. Is he in the match? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, Kane, don't give me a no, no, Kane. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so Kane is going to make like a beeline for Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's going to knock him out, and Shinsuke's going to be like, what the hell was that? So Shinsuke's out. Uh, Kane. Wait, no. Kane, uh, Shinsuke is going to eliminate Kane. Kane's going to come back, eliminate Shinsuke. Got it. So now we're in February. Now we're at, uh, at Elimination Chamber. This is this is re- this is so much pressure right now. I'm, this is gonna be the worst one. Um, one minute. Okay. So clearly there's a there's a feud. Uh, Shinsuke calls out Kane. Says, "What the hell is your problem? Why did you do that?" Uh, Kane comes out and he's like, "I wear a mask. You're an artist. Um, I'm. I want to destroy. I want to destroy you." Uh, you know. <laughs> You're, you're like you're 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 a freak just like me, but you won't. You're not afraid. You're afraid to admit it, and I'm gonna take that title from you. This is the it's worst. This is Dark Knight. Are you reading from the script? So all right. So all right. So so now okay. So the this uh, Shinsuke uh, Kane says to Shinsuke, I'm 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 gonna put you in a mask. <laughs> we're gonna have. 
We're gonna have an inferno match uh, at at elimination chamber. So we go to elimination chamber. Shinsuke wins. Kane's mask goes on fire. He has to take his mask off. Um, uh, Kane comes out. Two minutes. The oh god. All right. So now we're in we're we're in, we're in that lull of March. So Kane is. Kane is mad. He can't wear his mask anymore. If he's, he feels like he's burnt again. It's <laughs> gay. It's like, uh... <laughs> give me 30 seconds, please. <laughs> so Shinsuke is still the U.S. champion at this point. Kane says, I'm... Right, I feel bad. We're going to give him um, another minute. We'll, we'll go to four minutes. Kane, Kane says to Shinsuke... Um, if he said, he says, you're, you're not going to represent the United States. I'm going to represent the United States. <laughs> and so he says, I, I want that U.S. title from you so I can represent. Bang, so overtime. Kane is saying that I'll represent the United States. I'm going to take that title from you. Shinsuke says, no, he has a face turn. So... So they wrestle it on SmackDown, and there's like some schmozzy finish. Kane gets the U.S. belt on SmackDown. <laughs> he changes his ring attire to red, white, and blue. <laughs> WrestleMania, so I can prove to the prove to the United States that I'm better than you. So, so this is this opens the main card, and then Shinsuke beats him. And that's it. It's on. Beautiful. Officially four minute booking. All right. <laughs> that had to be. That had to be the greatest, the greatest booking sequence of all time. So far, this takes the cake. Oh. Booking segment of the oh, year. That is difficult. That is difficult. That extra Thank minute was God. added because I could not. I like <laughs> the when you said I because I, I represent the United States. <laughs> that was the best. Oh, that was great. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> when, he, when he said he changes his ring attire to red. <laughs> That's okay. great. And then he comes out and he gives a speech and then he has to defeat the Russians. Well, that, 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 sorry, that's Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's still okay. He's still a U.S. champion. Okay. Uh, Man, this is a lot, a lot better if I had like ten minutes. Yeah. Oh boy, uh, that was tough. That yeah. was really. That and was. Really that, tough. that we all know how it feels. Danny didn't do one yet, right? He's he's the last. Uh, him and Chris oh, are the last ones. So I yeah. haven't done oh, one. Oh, they do one too. Okay. Oh, so man, I think at the man, end man. of all of ours, we should do a vote. Oh, have have social media. media. I think you take the cake. Oh, oh God. God. That's a great idea. Do a vote on Twitter. Okay, good. Or on Instagram. Um, so uh, I'd like to introduce, not a segment, but uh, we're going to have a, a quick uh, rundown of today in WWE history. Ooh, today in WWE, WWE history. So uh, as of today, today is December 5th, Wednesday, right? I lost track of Wednesday, days. December 5th. Today's Wednesday, yes. December 5th. Uh, today in WWE history, uh, not actually WWE history, but all wrestling history, um, 
1977, that is when uh, Jerry the King Lawler began his 33 title reign uh, with the Intercontinental Belt, uh, the Southern Heavyweight title 33 belt. 33 year or 33 months? Uh, 33 runs. Oh, 33 runs. Uh, so. 2004, TNA had the Turning Point pay-per-view, which was also Randy <clears throat> Savage's last match. Uh, really? Yes. Who was that against? Uh, it was against, uh, let's see. Oh, I, I thought it was just there. You don't have to uh, look it up. Alex Skipper, I have no idea who that is. Um, uh, uh, 2009, uh, TNA announced that we go uh, three-hour live against Raw, and that was also the debut of Hulk Hogan. I remember that, yes. I uh, do remember that. Yeah. I remember that as well. Uh, 2010, King Curtis Iokea passed away at the, uh, at the age of 73. Uh, he was a WWF champion. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to look at that one because that's way too long. <clears throat> what if it was really important? Nah, it's not. That's to do with John Cena. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, 2012, CM Punk passed John Cena on the list of WWE Championship reigns. Uh, also, 2012, WWE uh, started main event. Huh. Why is it so long? And in 2014, uh, CMLL held their Infierno and a Ring event at Arena Mexico. Well, I, man, I knew that. that was, I was thinking of that, but I never... Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah, that, that, that kind of ended weird. Um... So, uh, if I missed anything, if you guys know of anything that was uh, important on December 5th in history of uh, the wrestling industry, please let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter, at Empty Arena Show. Google Gmail is EmptyRadioPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, check out our dank memes on Instagram. Ew, that sounds so filthy. Dank. Dank <laughs> memes. Fe- featuring Kurt Angle's lovely face on every single one of Andrew's memes that he I makes. told you guys a long time ago I wanted to make an Instagram channel based off of Kurt Angle's uh, facial expressions. And now I'm living that dream. It's working well. And other than that, I think, we have a, I think we're wrapping up our show for today. Yeah. Looks like it. Thank you guys for listening to us, whether you're on the train to work or just... Working out to our voices. Oh, also. Or you're related to us. 2018, <laughs> yeah. former WWE uh, wrestler Dynamite Kid passes away. Uh, well, that was today? Let's also announce uh, um, one half of the British Bulldogs have passed yeah, away Dynamite today. Kid, yeah, Dynamite Kid, yeah. Yeah. So that was just that was That's what I just said. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> other than that. All right, peace out, everybody. Other than that, we bid you adieu. Bye. Good night, all. Bye.